Do not adjust your headphones. You are listening to episode 17 of Uniform Exchange. At this time, however, Myers is doing his intro, which, by the way, might be the best intro I've ever heard. But his microphone is on mute, so you don't get to hear it leading into the opening music. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Myers is still muted, and he still doesn't realize it. He's like... Should, I don't think we should tell him either. Now he's frozen. Was I, I muted for the? Yes. Terrible. Terrible. We were oh, amazing. Microphone. That's amazing. All right. I want you guys all to stop. We're gonna start this thing again live. All these viewers. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to edit this first part, but I'm gonna redo this live. Oh, this is great. This is huge. I will crush it this time. Keep in mind, this is just a tribute to the original intro that was the best you would have ever heard. This is only a tribute. It's Thursday, August 12th, National Middle Child Day. It's also National Vinyl Record Day because middle children don't ever get anything just for themselves. I'm Michael Myers, and you are watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Yeah, that's why you watch the live version on YouTube or you wouldn't get to see that stuff. Second chime is a charm. <sighs> see, this is that's it. The, all the folks watching on LinkedIn, they can laugh at us. They, me specifically. You I blame specifically. It. I blame I it that he's not wearing his special fedora from last week's episode. That thing was- brings luck every week and you should take note. I know. I'm sorry, hey, guys. So- I really dropped the ball on that, didn't I? What the oh what they God. what the viewers at home didn't get to see was was me screaming to you, "You're on <laughs> mute! You're on mute!" And he even said, "I know," but he didn't know. He didn't know I anything. Think this is all. Oh his, no! This is all his shtick. He this knew he was shtick. on mute earlier. He muted himself. I'm speaking like third, at least third person here. He, Michael Myers, muted himself. Pronoun third person. To practice and then forgot to unmute because you know he had a really really complicated intro this week. I don't know if you guys heard it, but it was deep. It was I solid. Was, it was. How many middle, middle children do we have here, by the way? How many of you are middle children? Anybody? I am an elder. Oldest. 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 Youngest. Yeah, that's, that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, right. Can you pick me for kickball with the family? Just just second even. I hate being last. Everybody look at me. Look at me. I'm the youngest child. Look at me. I'm not sure if I'm glad I brought this up or not. Uh, it's National Middle no, Child Day. So there are no middle long. children here. That's good. No. That's good to know. Uh, anybody big know. vinyl record people? Hmm. I'm, uh, I'm holding off for cassettes. <laughs> When's National Cassette Day? Let's 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 uh, prop that for a big win. When's National Laser Disc Day? <laughs> oh, now you're talking my speed. <laughs> Top five uh, laser discs. Go, just I'm a big, go. Just I'm a, I'm a big uh, MP3 kid. I grew up on mm. MP3s and uh, dude, Napster Josh. And, even when you, you know, try to go retro, it's I'm like feels like no. last week to me. 
It fit like MP3s. That's like so adult life for me. Yeah, I love MP3s. Same. I grew Josh, up at a young you know age. What, do you know what LimeWire was? Absolutely. This my all my computers that got absolutely destroyed from LimeWire. Thank God that I, I thank God I had a stepmom who was an electrical engineer. I can only imagine. It's like every week going into her, "Hi, uh, Pam, my computer's broken. I I don't know what happened. I I definitely didn't do anything I wasn't supposed to." I definitely and she, broken. And she was like, "Josh, Josh, you forgot to clear your internet history again and you're oh, in trouble." No, no, no. I never <laughs> Got that <laughs> very adept at clearing. Uh, wait, why am I going so in depth about this? Josh didn't know I've never the heard fortune of, of growing up in the incognito window era. He did actually, he actually oh, did get to grow up in the incognito window. I, we didn't that's see I, that was confusing because <laughs> yeah. when you were a kid, incognito window meant something totally different and, <laughs> and could get you in trouble with local authorities. <laughs> Before I phones were invented, people rolled up in the incognito window. <laughs> Just think about all those creepy 80s songs talking about, I wear my sunglasses at night. That is not I got to say something, Mike. I'm looking at you. Yeah, Mike, on. Josh, I got to say something before we get going. Uh, yes. Chris, I'm sorry, man. I we, we roasted you pretty good, or I roasted you pretty good last week. I've already noticed we're five, six minutes in and you haven't said one goddamn word. I give you such a hard time on your word count. I apologize. I love you to death, man. Please don't take it against me. You haven't answered my tweets, my TikToks. I, I'm sorry. All right. I'm, I just went, I had to get that off my chest. Mike, the you show is yours, talk. as always. You still won't talk. Uh, well, I will take that invitation and say to everyone on the panel and not on the panel, welcome to Uniform Exchange, where we take a slightly less than serious, uh, a bit more comedic approach at all the big things that are happening in the wide world of sports business. I, as mentioned before, I'm Michael Myers of the Sports Marketer and its subsidiaries. Uh, I'm joined this week by three esteemed colleagues. You like that? My subsidiaries? Yeah. Uh, team Marketing yeah. Reports, Chris Hartweg, who's used only one word of his word count. Look at <laughs> Saving that. it up. Saving, Saving him it up. up. Saving him up. He's about to go He's on have a have some knowledge to drop ball. later. Uh, head of Partnerships for the Sports Marketer, the big sports guy, Josh Kyles, lower right corner. Thank you. Thank you. And in the lower left corner, straight from the streets. Also known as the marketing department of the of Chicago's own and Anheuser Busch's own Goose Island beer, Mike Smith, aka Dad Number Two, all socked out today. Could, crispy boy. Could possibly crispy. something be happening with the White Sox today that we should talk about at some point? Well, there might be Me? a game that has been postponed over a year happening in the next. Hour two? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, two hours and four minutes from right now, as a matter of fact, I think is first pitch. So uh, we will we will get to that. We will get to that. But welcome, gentlemen, and welcome to our 597 live streaming viewers. That's I'm, that's up. Wow. That is up. Uh, that is which, more than friends and family for the first time. That is more than friends <laughs> and family. It's friends and family's friends and family, now, which is exciting, which is exciting. Um, all right. So, guys, we're going to start on a, a a bit of a different tick this week uh, because I have a story that you guys know some of, but I think it's it bears uh, exploring and going a little bit deeper into. So 
We're going to start things off with a little company called Forward. You guys are familiar with Forward only from last week's episode, potentially. Uh, but we had a lot of listeners tuning in and ask us about Forward. So let's start by talking a little bit um, about the company that we have developed a bit of an up and down relationship with really quickly. Uh, so first, let's talk about the company. Uh, unlike last week, uh, when M Mikey Smith continued to say that it was an erectile dysfunction company, it is not. Still, is okay, not. clear. We're clear now. So we're clear. We're clear okay. on this. So it is a membership-driven. So instead, it's it's a doctor's office. Okay, it, it's to replace primary care physicians uh, and change really the doctor office experience entirely. So it's membership-driven. Instead of paying when you go to the doctor each time, you pay one hundred forty-nine dollars a month. You get unlimited visits. Uh, it's very technology driven. Um, you walk into the appointment, they've got the biometrics machine. I think it measures a lot more than just like heart rate and things like that. I think it's, it's looking for, it's preventative care driven. So it's all about, you know, tracking your heart and the health of your heart, um, testing consistently for early detection types of cancers that have early detections that they can notice. And, and again, I'm not an expert in this, but it seems to be a great concept. Right? It's a place uh, you could I, go I, if you needed help with, say, erectile dysfunction. It really <laughs> sounds like a cover-up still, doesn't it, Chris? I mean, you haven't sold me, Mike. I still don't know why you're promoting this. What's going on? All right. So now. What are you hiding? What are you hiding? Here's the story. So I was getting hit with their ad every time I went onto YouTube. No matter what I was looking for, whether it was to check on our website or our episodes, it didn't matter. Every time there was a website or a, a commercial, this thing came on, which led me to say, basically, holy crap, enough. And I went on Twitter and said, holy crap, enough. Uh, their CEO, Adrian Aoun which I, again, I think it's Aoun or something like that. I don't really, it's A-O-U-N. If anybody does know how to pronounce that, feel free to send in a comment with a phonetic spelling. Adrian, feel free to send it in yourself. Uh, he's a USC grad, former Google guy. He's an angel investor in a bunch of tech companies. Seems like a good enough dude. He responded to my tweet and completely disarmed me. Absolutely was a great response and made me a bit of a fan of the company. So I told that story last week on the episode now. No, 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 <laughs> not get to the point. Not going to get to the point. Part I'm of running it, the clock. We only had a freaking hour, dude. <laughs> this was all baked in. This is this is one of our segments. So deal with it. Uh, part of this the only the guy who's doing this because of Mike do anything in, in 13 seconds or less. That's his mantra. Mike Smith. It's Mike Smith's fault that I have to do this. So he can be as upset as he wants, but he's the reason this happened. So. <laughs> Last week, he repeatedly, and I loved it, kept saying that I had erectile dysfunction, which became a clip that was created from our promotions and advertising department, which was great. Uh, they Too then used that. Yeah, they used that as a promotional piece midweek. Uh, and Adrian did not love it. Uh, he he uh, he responded uh, and, and, and essentially now we've been a victim of a hate crime. Honestly. Go ahead and share my screen, Myers. Go ahead and you, oh, people, so people we can have see a, that. We have no, I don't need any yes. more legal trouble. Come on. I... Okay. All right. So there we go. So oh, I thought I it was see, another ED the response. Oh, yeah. He's embarrassed. So essentially, uh, Adrian decided to uh, go down the path of 
you know, we he, he decided to make fun of our Twitter followers, basically. Uh, he doesn't seem to think that we have enough of them. His exact line was that he has more roommates than we have Twitter followers. I thought that was rude. Um, <laughs> I'm, assuming, I'm assuming that he doesn't realize that we just launched our Twitter. We, we don't typically promote through Twitter. We just launched Twitter. Our numbers elsewhere are astronomical. But, you know, he felt brave. And that's cool. That's good. Um, so as a result of this hate crime, I've res- I'm going to start a Go Follow Me campaign. Um, here we go. Right here. You'll see it across the bottom. Uh, not Go Fund Me. Not Go Fund Me. Just Go Follow Me. Uh, and just swing to Uni Exchange because I feel like we, we need to fight back. You know, entrepreneurs. Is this is this a one for one deal? Like every follower we get, he has to get that amount of roommates to live with, and then <laughs> it just where's the tipping point? Yeah. In order to not be a liar, I'm in. Going. I'm fucking in, and I've wanted to do this my whole life. Yeah, I mean, look, if it comes down to me hawking for Twitter followers, call me the ShamWow guy because I am here for it. I am here for this. See, I'm- I'm more so just to give everyone uh, some perspective. I think we're about 17, 18 Twitter followers right now. I mean, it's a, it's a <laughs> account, it's an account that's under two months old. So, yeah, you know, it's a very kind of punching, yeah. a little bit of punching down by our good friend, Mr. Ayun. But um, <laughs> also, the joke wasn't about forward, it was about Myers and his erectile dysfunction. <laughs> we know he has to get it taken care of somewhere, you know, and, and come and back around me, to the truth. Exactly. And if you're telling me that go forward can't help with that, well, then I'm, you know, that's another problem. But um, yeah, so he must, all I have to say is I'm not even mad at Adrian about oh, no, the, the roommate comment. No, I'm actually impressed that he has so many roommates. So good for you. Adrian. <laughs> you're living efficiently in this day and age. Honestly, you are more forward thinking than, than we could ever be between, you know, your health tech startup and you're living with 20 people. I think that's awesome. So c- congratulations to you and best of luck with Go Forward moving forward. Thank you. We're going to be friends. You, they're going to be you, a sponsor. Josh. Yeah, they're going to be a sponsor. We're going to be tight with these guys. And it's the worst big... the worst part of the story, you know, depending on how long it took to get to the point, is we, <laughs> Myers, you never answered the question. We'll save that for next week. Tune in, follow us at uh, <laughs> Oh, all right. Next topic. Marketing. Um, Josh, I know you've been following this pretty closely. So I'm going to hand this off to you and talk a little bit about what's going on in soccer. You lost? You lost it all? I lost you guys. (laughs) This is seamless. This is seamless. We can come that's back. When to you, that's you when you're that's when you're better uh, headlines, Myers. A big messy in Paris. <laughs> you like that? I'm disconnected. Yeah, giggle. Giggle. You like that. You're not July. disconnected, Josh. <laughs> you're not disconnected, Josh. We can see you. You, you were moving your lips, messy. and I was I talking you. for you, and I have not this been asked crazy. back next week. <laughs> Why can't I hear you? And nobody knows about Messi. That's the that's the crazy part. Nobody else knows. Just keep talking. Someone text him and say, "Keep talking. About, we can hear him." How about plugging your headphones in? They look like the guys look like they're having a good time with this one. Oh man! <laughs> just keep going. Keep going. So Josh, Messi 
Yeah. <laughs> you just yes, talk. Yes, we can hear yes, you. Fine. You just yes. talk. You don't need to hear you. Just talk. Just, just this talk. is crazy. Don't <laughs> talk about messy, man. It's about messy. Just, just talk. Here. How I got an idea. Oh no. For our listeners, he's standing up and he's taking his shirt off. Josh, no. Well, I can't hear anyone, but I do know that people can hear me. I might have to do the rest of the show like this because I have no <laughs> idea why my speakers just stopped working. But uh the guys have done a great job of communicating to me through the uh the, the subtitles at the bottom of the screen, the, the titles. So this is great. Basically, there was a big news out of international soccer this week. Argentinian football star Lionel Messi arrived in Paris on Tuesday to sign a two-year deal with Paris Saint-Germain. So as many of us know, uh, Messi has been with with FC Barcelona as part of their their team for over 20 years. So this was big news in the world of soccer. 20 21 years. Yes, Ignore yes, yes. I'm trying to going. go. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Do guys. not try and go charades on this thing. Don't even just keep going. <laughs> Yay! And that's oh, the last we go on. Josh. Man, he, oh man. Our, you are the uh, weakest budget. link. Goodbye. <laughs> was that was was that uh Barber's baby mama coming after him? <laughs> Oh, he's back. He's crazy. Back. I can hear you now. So I, whatever oh, I did. Oh, okay. Good. I can't Let's wait to it. go back and listen to that. This is just uh, keep going. Just keep. I can't going. wait to see what Adrian has to say about this. So yes, basically, I, Messi I, I, left I, I, Barcelona. Sure. He was willing to take less money, but oh god, Adrian, he's going to make so much fun of my Twitter <laughs> followers because of this. Um, Messi left Barcelona after over twenty years with the organization. He was willing to take less money. Barcelona basically said, "We don't have any." Um, Josh is a messy. That is true in so many ways. Um, one of the crazy, a few different crazy things that I wanted to point out about this PSG, Messi's new team, added almost four and a half million followers just on Instagram in a 24 hour period after his signing. Is that right? Four and a half million just in 24 hours. So I don't know Jeez. what the number is now. But that is more followers than any NFL team has. Totally. They added more followers than any NFL team has. Can totally. someone confirm that? Can someone Google and confirm that that is an accurate statement that they added four and a half million? Because yeah. I'd heard they added 200,000 Twitter followers I, per day. I mean, front four office million is an astronomical number. Front office sports tweeted it. Um, listen, just because. My mic got disconnected. That doesn't mean the information that I'm giving out is not legitimate. Okay, let's. I'm simply confirming the relate the information because it sounds high. It's crazy. It well, there was the number was even greater when uh, when Cristiano Ronaldo switched teams to Juventus. He added almost seven million followers around a similar time frame. Another wow. crazy number. In the first 24 hours, they sold 832,000 Messi jerseys which generates over $100 million in revenue, of which the club gets to keep around 10% of that. So oh there's just God. money flying all over the place, just not from FC Barcelona to their best player ever. So that's, that's, the, that's the craziest thing with this, is you know this whole system that these teams at least had. I mean, Messi's contract that expired, but his contract was $853 million transfer fee when he was under contract. And now they get nothing. It's nuts. 
And that club is struggling. The club he's leaving. Well, I mean, the reason he's taking less money to play elsewhere. He's not making more money to play at PSG than he was at Barcelona. He's making less. But Bar- Barca couldn't. I mean, FC Bar- FC Barcelona could not pay him. Barcelona, if I'm in Spain, but I can't. The yeah. gracias. Yes. Yes. Como estas? Oh, that is Bien. weird. You have a lisp. That's what you have. Um, yeah, crazy though. Just crazy. And so they, just to well, think they, what one person could do. They put yep. themselves at a, their, what was their payroll? Six hundred and seventy-one million dollars. And and uh, the La Liga rules is you can't pay any one guy more than seventy percent of your revenue. And even after he was going to take a fifty percent pay cut, they would still be at a hundred and ten percent in paying him. So. And they had been spending so much money there, like uh, $471 million is, is, is another deficit of that 671 from last year. So, I mean, they're in the hole. And yeah. they got nothing to show for it. It's like a major league team, even when you, like the, the Cubs, at least they got scraps. And even if they didn't get scraps for trading Rizzo, Bryant, uh, Baez, and all those guys, they, w- they could have at least gotten the draft pick for a qualifying offer. Barca mm-hmm. gets nothing. And then PSG gets to be – they have the last three biggest transfers or the, the highest two that they had to pay for in history are both PSG guys. The, the, the yeah. big get bigger. How about we go have a Super League where just the big guys can go play with each other? What, we should call it a Super League and see. That could work. That would totally yeah, work. A Super could. League in soccer where we just pull the would best be super. out? Yeah. yeah. It, sounds like, then, it sounds like the football is pretty popular over there. That's some big money. Apparently, yeah, I mean, they're paying people a lot of money. Forty-three million as a pay cut—that's not a bad pay cut to take if you're still getting forty-three million annually. And that's just—that's just sour. That's not—that's not endorsements or anything else. I don't think, right? That's just straight. No, that's he—he he got twenty-five million euros to sign, and then twenty—he's making twenty-five a year each year. So seventy-five okay. it should be thirty-five. I mean, yeah. No, my math is not that strong. 37 and a half. You just threw a bunch of random numbers. 43? I, I don't know what the hell. The numbers, maybe you're talking the pounds or euros? For our, for our listeners that aren't watching live, Chris just brought out an Atticus. <laughs> or an Abacus. Not Atticus. Abacus. There we go. Atticus. Sorry. Sorry. The, main, the, main char- the main character Spartacus. of the Mockingbird. I'm going yeah. to hide behind this beer can. <laughs> Hey, at least you can at least you can hear what we're saying, you know. We got that going for so you. together so, wait, we are Chris? united as a team. <laughs> Chris, in all seriousness, can you try and throw those numbers at us again? It was uh, the numbers I heard was forty one million a year. So can I get, can somebody Google those numbers that Chris mentioned? Chris, sometimes you get interrupted even before you start talking. It's impressive. Yeah, it's that's it's really impressive. Chris, can I you tell me those numbers? Josh Goss, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I the, I just I just read the coverage in the Athletic just to double yeah. check, and that the story that I read pegged it at it was 25 million euros up front and 25 million more the next two years. Now maybe part of it might be that's not in pounds or something. I mean, it was kind that's of joking. 25 maybe it's not. up front, 25 more. I still don't know how many that is. So so 25, right. 25, 25, 75, 75 divided by two is 37 and a half. Yes. I'm going to mute you. All right. Next topic, guys. Topic, what do we topic have? change. Topic change. 
All right, there are. I know, there's no sound there. There was, there was, no, sound. There was no sound. I heard it. I, I heard hear all the sound now, know. apparently. All the sounds. All the sounds. Vaccination headlines, guys. There is now, it's coming out. Uh, I guess last week I saw Live Nation announced that they will allow artists who would like for their fans to be vaccinated to require vaccination for all of their shows. Um, which I think would be interesting to have a conversation with somebody Live Nation because I think operationally it's still going to fall on Live Nation to execute the people coming through the the gates and whether or not they're vaccinated. Uh, but they are building that, and I may have it already ready now. I know I was at a concert this last week, so uh, if an artist wants to require vaccination and proof of vaccination, that will be done at Live Nation concerts moving forward for the foreseeable future. Uh, I saw the Winnipeg Jets are requiring vaccination to enter the stadium. So if you want to come to a Winnipeg Jets game, I think they're the first major professional sports team to say you can't come unless you have a vaccination, I believe. Um, Who else did I see? The Baltimore Ravens. Theirs wasn't vaccination. Theirs was they're going to require masks indoors, which I think pretty much everybody's going to do that at some point. You're going to see the New Orleans Saints are doing the same thing, although I did see where they are talking to the local authorities and politicians to make their final decision, which I, I mean, if there's one thing we need to inject into the mask vaccination conversation, it's politics. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that, I, I don't think I you think can that make could really give us the answer. Check. It's really been kind of uncertain according to the science. I think we should talk to what local, our local officials. Think. Yeah. I just feel like we need to go to the experts, the politicians, the ones who know, you know, yeah. those, you know, maybe we could, Maybe we can create a coalition between the government and the NCAA, and they can just figure this out for all of us. A bridge, if you would. Be, yes. Well, when they have their their annual convention, uh, which is January of next year, so they're having the convention for this year, next year, the annual convention. But anyway, uh, we can bring it up. That'll be great. We'll get it all solved. You know what's you know what's interesting, Myers. I, I know you uh, have, were in the music industry. I was too for a couple of years. Is all these bands and all these arenas are are someone has to pick up insurance and liability if something happens. That's always been there before COVID. And the big talk was what's going to look like after this is done because insurance policies are going to go up and someone has to pick that up if something were to happen. So when is there going to get to a point where who's picking up these bills to check or God forbid something happens? And they get sued. But when it comes down to big acts and even smaller sporting uh, venues, I think it's like it's there's going to come a point where the small bands aren't going to tour anymore because they can't afford uh, the insurance or the bill to foot at, at uh, arenas or wherever they're playing. And when's that going to transfer over to a professional team or amateur team at any level, too? It's like that's that's what I see coming out of this down the road. Yeah, I, I, I think that, to, to your point, maybe the small artists are at risk. I don't think it'll ever be a costly enough thing for pro sports teams to really pay enough attention to it, but I do think you're you're on to something. It's going to affect some smaller venues, smaller artists. Um, you know, I, I'm sure Live Nation is, is trying to create and come up with more of a uniform way to do it to sort of protect against that. Um, 
some sort of a you know a health pass or something as you pass through and and, and sort of move that from from venue to venue but it's going to be tough because a live nation does you know 40 concerts a night sometimes 50 concerts a night sometimes more if there was um, only if there was only a company that had a service you could pay for monthly that would track your health and share it with arenas so you could have easy mm. access shoot mm. anyway just a thought if i had more twitter followers i could think of a company like that i know well, it's a shame you don't you i don't, don't. And but I don't, I don't know that we'll so ever I get there. I just can't think of anybody that would fit into that. No. Um, ah, damn it. Yeah. Well, let's roll on. Let's talk a little bit about name and likeness, guys, because there is some news this week in the name and likeness world that does not involve fake Mark Emmert, believe it or not. Damn he's had a quiet, what? He's had a quiet couple of weeks. He's had a quiet couple of years. He's had a quiet tenure, quite honestly. Um, but that's why we need transformational this- change, Myers. Transformational change. I know. I know he's on it though. He's on it. He's already got the council set up for four, five, six months now. Um, DJ Ungalele. Yeah. Bless you. What? Uangalele. I I did. I deleted the A. Uangalele. Thank you, DJ Uangalele. Uangalele. That DJ Uangalele. That sounds right. Um, has inked the first name and likeness, deal, name image. like I say name in likeness all the time. It's name, image, and likeness. The first major national name and likeness deal of its kind with a major brand, Dr. Pepper, uh, with a national campaign. If those of you, if you know of this campaign, I actually love this campaign. Fansville. I don't know if you guys have seen the Fansville videos or the commercials over the uh, last three or four Brian's years. Brian's Bosworth. Come on. Hello. Yep. Brian's. Brian's Bosworth. Uh, as well as who was the running back? Eddie George. Is Eddie George the doctor in this, I believe? Yes, I, I believe that's George. correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a great, great campaign. And I wanted to show some clips today, but I can't. For copyright issue reasons, you can't even show commercials. It's so sad. But uh, very funny stuff. Very, very, very funny stuff. If you haven't seen it, check out the Fansville ad campaign. Um, but it's national campaign with a single athlete. Um, he will land himself squarely as the newest citizen of Fansville. So have you guys followed this much? Like I've seen a few clips where he has to wear a jersey without the logo on it because I think there's a state regulation against showcasing yep. the school's logo yep i mean i think throw the, a picture i don't uh, uh oh you have one there yeah. we go can I show what he looks like there yeah. he is I think no, logo. no way I, I think that, um, this is again where the college athletic departments uh and, you know in waiting for the the friends in indianapolis to, to move just you know, didn't didn't get their act together, but it's. It, it, I get the the logic. I think was was you can't use the school images, because it's trying to protect Learfield and those guys that are selling the rights uh, yep. to the team as a whole, the university as a whole, right? So, yep. what they did was they they fought for the states to put that restriction in, and so now, Clemson and South Carolina or our dearly uh, beloved uh, fighting Illini, Michael, like states like Illinois and South Carolina, it, it just put this complete ban on it. Now, what about the instances where 
Dr. Pepper would be happy to pay for the rights. It's not to, to not pay for it, but it's just like with the NFL, you sign a, a personal services agreement, you got to pay the team to put the logo on it. The same thing here. Why not use that thinking? But instead, now it's what's happening in states where they don't have that rule is those those guys are ringing up big bucks or they're selling jerseys with their names on it and, and getting a cut. And now the other states like, no, no, you can't do that. Did you see as a side note to it that was interesting that, that just came out today, I think, was BYU and they had a team meeting and the guy from uh, an alum that runs Built Power or Built uh, Built Bar. uh, Bars, he was like, basically, it was it's neat. Go look it up on Twitter. It's uh, it's it's a it's a cool little uh, spiel he did. But he basically made all 36 football walk-ons, all 36 of them, he made employees brand ambassadors that'll pay their tuition and all oh, wow. of them. Very their cool. entire tuition to BYU. That's well, private school. Now, I don't know if, Oh, Oh, I should reset. I, I control the clock. It's, it's fine. Six seconds left. It's fine. The, um, uh, all 36 of them now doesn't say, is it just this semester or what do they have to sign and all that kind of stuff. But that's very smart because that's what I see from a lot of college fans are like, well, why don't we just, you know, the U of I boards. Well, why don't we all just chip in 50 bucks from 20,000 of us fans and we can give them a million dollars. Like we're not far from that happening. Right. No, I, I, it'll happen. Everybody's searching. Look, we're, we're right now in this place where this is new for everyone. And so each thing that happens is a first and becomes newsworthy. And a lot of things are being done I'd love to say that they're going to be being done out of philanthropy and or for good reasons or whatever they're being done. Because if you just go sign 10 if right now, today, if I were as a brand to go sign 10 athletes to be NIL athletes for my brand, it's not going to make the news. Now, now you have right. to do something entirely different to make the news. So the BYU thing, I'm sure there's, there's, it's a good story, right? It, and I, and I hope that it's, truly altruistic and i have no reason to doubt that it is but you're going to start to see these deals that are done just because it's different than the rest of the ni deals nil deals and it's going to grab headlines like what you just said chris when somebody does that the first time publicly they they start a gofundme some 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 random person starts a gofundme and they all every you know a hundred thousand people put in five bucks and they take the five hundred thousand dollars and they pay a player to represent the local dog shelter, right? It's going to be a thing. That'll be news. And they'll do it in such a way that it's not, it doesn't seem underhanded, but that'll be the next market. So now you're seeing marketing within the marketing. How can we do something within this space that's new, that stands out from all the other people that are doing this thing in this space that's no longer new? Three weeks later, our attention span has moved on. It's no longer new. Mike, you were, you keep gearing up to say something and I keep going. You're muted, buddy. Unmute yourself. <laughs> and and I can't understand. It. So there's there this little go. button down there. It really causes some <laughs> havoc. Um, there's hey, a little erectile dysfunction. Right there. Hold on. There's a little button down there. I, do you have erectile dysfunction, Mike? All right, guys. Come on. The fifth. Let's be mature. Let's be mature. Um, here's a. <laughs> Here's my question. So athletes, when they sign for college, they have to take general classes, right? They have to, uh, uh, I don't think they have to graduate with a diploma at any point, but they have to be enrolled at school, right? 
Yep. So when yes. so when twelve credit point, hours? I think it's twelve credit hours every semester you have to have completed, or twenty four over your previous two. Is it that changed since I played? Is that a uh, not a by school? It's like NCAA call it like make that. It, it, uh, it was the NCAA rule when I would played when I played, but I don't. I assume that that's still the rule. You have to have completed twelve. If it's your first semester, you have to complete twelve hours. If it's if you've been in school for a year, over the tw- twenty four. Over the twelve rolling months previous, you have had to complete twenty-four credit hours. It's so just, it's like I, taking eight classes. Do, do you guys think like they're going to be like messing with that at all for athletes just wanting to like strictly sign and play sports, knowing that it doesn't really matter, and like you know going into a gray even, area with that? Or I think they've already created the gray area to a degree. They've been messing with that for years by creating crazy classes that are just silly basketball theory baseball theory i took baseball yeah. theory i took baseball theory as a baseball player and then failed it. The coach and he talked about literally situations what was um, uh what was it like going to a d3 college in the early 70s i'm just curious i don't know you asking chris i didn't go to d3 college early 70s. southern illinois would be very upset to hear you saying these things kaskaskia college is a junior college greenville college is a pro it was that was uh naia though so i did do an naia school um yeah i, I but to, to your question mike they already are creating workarounds at some point i think they'll eliminate the gray area at some point i think it will be so the the population will have reached a point where they're like these aren't kids going to school they're professionals stop Mm -hmm. telling them to go to class Mm -hmm. that's going to happen i believe that's going to well the irony just come the national league and that's going to the irony is is that's like that's where all the the conferences evolved out of was schools like notre dame and Newt Rockney and, and and all those guys that were they'd sh- they'd bring him in on the train play the game they didn't go to school at, at maybe even at even any point you know and people are like oh back in the old days everybody was perfect and did everything above board no it's not <laughs> happening right yeah, and well, so I, I, but I do the think thing there's is, been a stretch where it was but yes yeah 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 no I think what I think the the other thing I was going to say was that um, um, oh no good I lost I looked. Look down and lost my my train. Yeah, you should always so. look away from the screen. Yeah, and I put my water down and I started. Thinking. <laughs> um, oh, this was it. This was it. Hey, you know, it only took me five more minutes. I'm using up all my, all my words in one segment here. But the um, it's the basketball is not going to hurt us. As I think as fans, right? Because you you don't the kid doesn't have to stay in school. He can now go to G League. He can now go to overtime. There's other things that these top guys can go and make money and just play basketball. The sham it doesn't have to be as much of a sham as it would be in football. But um, yeah, it's kind of it's a bummer to think of that. But what's really hurting is there was another five star that uh, uh, was it a foot was it a football player I saw this morning? Yeah, it had to have been was skipping his senior year to enroll at school. And uh, oh, it's skipping so his senior year of high school. Of high school, yeah, and that's we talked a little bit about that last time. That's that's the bummer. That's what that hurts is high school athletics. But it is a bummer. I I will admit to that. It is a bummer to think. It's not that it's unintelligent of this kid to do it. I think it probably is very intelligent. If he's staring down millions of dollars, why risk blowing out your knee in your senior year of high school if you know you've got a million dollar payday coming in in mm-hmm. in right. four months, right? So it's a smart thing to do. But it is. A, I think it's an unintended consequence 
that is sad, but and you're gonna see more and more of it. You're gonna see more and more of these guys that have the followers skipping that and saying, "I'm gonna make my money," and I can't blame them one bit. I well, but it's really it's, it comes down to it's ba- mostly basketball, but basketball or football. Most other athletes by 14, 15 years old in you know, Olympic sports, your tennis or golf or what, you're not going to play regular high school. You're you're off focused on your sport, making money already, and doing that stuff. It's just yeah. because we have this well, it's, it's view not just of high because school, of that. It's not, it's Friday not just because football. of that. It's it's one hundred percent because of the style of the sport that's being played. If football could be played by a fourteen year old at the next level, they'd let it. But a fourteen year old can't compete in a professional setting outside of that. They could go play in a club league and or something else if those existed. They just they don't. So that's why you see that in tennis and golf and these things because you can play that at fifteen. There are sixteen year olds that compete against the best players in the world in tennis and in golf and in other sports. You just can't right. do that in football. That would be that would be insane. And the and the league's hid behind that for a long time. So um all right. So <laughs> we we were introduced to a gentleman a few weeks ago that I was hoping had gotten some traction. If you guys remember our friend, the eighth best player on the sixth best division three tennis. Oh program. yes. Yes. I love that guy, and I know I'm getting you guys' hopes up because I really, really thought that there would be a like a slew of – the good news is I think we can afford him because nobody else has yet. Nobody, nobody is really capitalizing on this guy. So I, I, we're going to reach out to him this week and see if we can't sign our boy Jake, Jake Brand, as a name, image, and likeness ambassador for Uniform Exchange. Easily the eighth best – podcast in the on the sixth page of the charts on with 15 twitter followers <laughs> but not as many roommates as the ceo of a oh, company that dude lives yeah oh sorry i didn't i wasn't supposed to yeah say you that. don't give them he's they need to pay us 15 followers would have signed up mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we're gonna reach out i i did see it was funny and i don't think this i don't know who wrote this article and it may have been written or contributed by jake i have no idea but i thought i was reading a real article that was headlined that he was capitalizing on this and had already raised fifty dollars in charity <laughs> oh for, for uh and i believe the company or the charity was america needs another lawyer which <laughs> when you when you look at the acronym, it's just anal. <laughs> That's when I was like, oh, this may be a joke. This might have been a joke. Yeah. Uh, um, what's what's Tesla's uh, uh, motto to the moon or Dogecoin, like to the moon? Like, is this guy's uh, slogan like to the end of the street? Is that where he oh, wants to go? Yes. Like, he, there's some reference to a painting in his living room that was done by his cousin's grandpa's uncle's best friend. Mm. And it says uh, unknown today, uh, continuing to be tomorrow or something like that. Like everything about this kid is like, yeah, I don't care. But uh, <laughs> I, I just, I love the Can he play? Can he even play tennis? Like that'd be the best. He really did. He, he, the first season he was there, he didn't play the second season. He was there. He was short pandemic shortened season. He went zero and three, unofficially led the league in double faults. These are true. These are true stats. That that so much the, I know. So the wall beat him. Yeah, the wall. Yes. <laughs> for sure. He was for defeated sure. by the wall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 
Terry Cruz. Terry Cruz, man. You got to love that guy. Uh, all right. Should I stay or should I go? There's a fitness war going on, guys. I don't know if you're familiar with this. There is a battle right now sort of between gyms and home fitness. I don't know if you guys know this. When the pandemic hit, gyms mm. closed. They could not accept members coming in. And what did happen was, and this is what brought this to my attention, was I now have seen the fifth, count them, one, two, three, four, five rowing specific at home companies five rowing specific i already know we have three boxing ones there probably are more that i don't know uh but a company called avirron averon i don't know uh they raised four and a half million dollars this last week if you look back there are a, a ergata raised 30 million dollars in series a like months ago lit method did the same thing city row has raised a bunch of money hydro raise money. I think we talked about them last week. Um, there, there's a there's a movement out there for all these at-home things. There's there's not enough space for all of them. I, I, there's no question there's not enough space for all of them. I did like, though, I will say this. That, that, that depends on how big your house is, but go on. It's true. That's true. There could be room for all of them in your Says house. Says the guy with the nice chandelier. <laughs> what? We haven't seen that in weeks, by the way. Yeah. So I did like this, and this if I were to vote on which ones are going to succeed, it will be ones that do what this Averon company is doing. They're going the way of gamification. So Averon is doing animated races. They're doing story-driven games. I don't know. I hear story-driven. I think like Grand Theft Auto, where you're actually a character and you're competing in these things and whatever. That would get me. <laughs> story driven is not that That's what do you think no, story driven is. is tell me what well, it is josh what what grand theft auto is is a rpg a role-playing game and story driven would be like more like a mario kind of crawl type of game where you have to try to get certain coins or go through i don't think so obstacles. so when you do well when you, you do, wrong well, you could think whatever you want okay <laughs> when you do grand theft auto and you don't just go in and play when you go into story mode or the same thing with Fortnite. They have story mode. I'm assuming both <laughs> of them. Fortnite has story mode? Boy, how am I knowing this and you're not? Do you guys, either of you play Man. video games? It sounds like <laughs> old men debating like cartoons. I grew well, up playing what? them. And this is how I connect with my buddy's kids is I play video games with them still. And Grand Theft Auto has a story mode and a non-story mode. So does Fortnite. And I'm assuming that the story-driven is that concept, not whatever this crawling Mario thing that senior editor of Wired magazine, Josh Kyle's over here, just described to us. I don't know why he... How many times have you... How many times on this podcast have you stood up on a high horse... <laughs> talking like you know exactly what you're talking about, only for us to find every out day completely wrong. Yeah, oh no, the second part never. I, the first I, part, I, I agree with Josh every, on that. No, you answered it correctly initially. Yeah, yeah. The, the first part, I'd say I get up on the high horse a lot and like just talk down off of like an ivory tower. I, I, it took me years to build this thing, guys. You don't get this kind of ivory tower by listening to other people's opinions. You just hold don't on. Know. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little slingshot. You're gone. This is what we need to do. Create a <laughs> rowing company that's hooked up to a generator. And guess what? When you stop like doing the rowing, the lights dim. Like, imagine having kids running around like, oh, I wish the air conditioner would work today, Dad. And you're just like going at it, like, I'm so sorry. That's what we need to do. 
Rowan Company like powers your house. Before the end of the podcast, I'm going to need you to come up with a name for that. No, don't do it yet. Not a quick one. Just think about. Oh, oh, I thought he had one. Can't do okay. it. Can't do it. So, what do you guys think when this is all over? Do these companies have staying power? Are they going to be? Is is Nordic Track now going to be the way? Because I mean, for years, this isn't a new concept. Working out at home is not a new concept. Connecting people is. We had Nordic tracks and everybody was going out and buying them, taking them home and then not using them. And then they went back to the gym. Is that going to happen again? Or is this going to be different? Are we going to be able to do workout from home and maintain? Oh, I think this has changed the, changed the gym game permanently and, and, and pretty strongly. I mean, I think it's that that connection point is the reason why people would force themselves to go out, go out and go to the gym. And now you can do that interaction with coaches and, you know, other users, then, Hey, it saves you a whole bunch of money of travel and your time and all that kind of stuff. Right. Let's do it at home. Do you think technologically we're far enough advanced to where you really feel like you're with other people when you do it at home or are we still no. maybe a couple steps away from that? No, I don't think you really think you are, but now you've you're engaging with these other folks and you're, you know, your coach is telling you to pick up the pace or you know, whatever. It's you've got that connection. So I think that there are a group of companies that actually, you know, had physical locations like a Orange Theory, Barry's boot camp with a handful of others that have unveiled some digital platforms that have a gamification component that will allow, I mean, you kind of look at like the the work from home, dude, you're so wrong. It's crazy. I was just curious. You're going to be riding around on your make-believe bike. Like I want to give, I want to give for what Josh did. Yes. Just there. (laughs) 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 Who rides a big wheel like that? Josh. (laughs) That's me, exactly what are you talking about? It really does. Um, it really does. How I get everywhere, but no, these these companies that have the physical locations, I think you'll see like a hybrid model, kind of like work from home, where people are going to go in the office for two or three days a week and then work from home the rest of the time. You can do that now with a lot of these offerings, where there is a gamification component, where you're kind of you see what the other people are doing, you see how fast they're moving, so you know you're not right next to someone. But I'm sure many people don't mind that part at all, that they don't have, you know, people staring at them while they're working out and, um, yeah. you know, all that. So I, I think it's uh, definitely here to stay. But there is something about getting out to the gym. I wouldn't know about it. But there is something about getting out to the gym and being around other people and feeding off that energy that I think that. Um, well, and plus, the, you know, some of the things that in person, you you know, there's there's may not be direct physical contact, but being in that room with your trainer whatever you know oh no no you're gonna you're gonna turn it a disc you know no no that's not the proper technique you know do this and so yeah i think they have the advantage too on diversification of exercise like i can have a rowing machine at home but all i can do is row so if i'm gonna do the at-home thing i think we still have a ways to go of like okay i've got my rower i also have my free weights i also have my whatever you gotta have more than just your one machine but well i've i've got a couple buddies that swear by they they like to roll around on the mats do some brazilian jujitsu do some mma training I'd love for the first robot to come out where I can just roll around with a robot 
And when I'm saying it like that, it sounds kind you of You guys weird, heard but... it first. There it was. I've been telling you for weeks. He's going to do it. <laughs> He's going to say it. There it was. I was outing myself about my my, my playmate robot, robot that I, I actually got from the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your, your Roma is that a romantic robot? Is that what you is a Roma? Is that a Freudian? I didn't say anything like about Roma. I didn't say anything about romance. I thought but... you said Roma rolling around on the ground on a map. I believe it was in, in episode one forty three. I called it out and said Josh is. I think he's in love with a robot that he can roll around on a mat with. He'll say it one of these days, and here we are. Hey, I told you that in confidence. All right, take it easy. He was confident. He was very confident when he told you that. Very <laughs> confident. I thought, I thought I the mute wait. button was on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it, Dad um, Number Two! I thought you were trustworthy because you had kids. I did see. Oh, no. I, I did see where the the numbers on percentage of Peloton users that also have a gym membership is still like forty plus percent. So I, I don't know that it's going to replace, but it certainly is a battle. I, I, I mean, all these small shops, they, I think there was a quote that said it was a necessity during the pandemic, and now it's an expectation, talking about doing Zoom classes. Like you have to have the ability to offer your class on Zoom, period, yeah. to your point with, uh, with Orange Theory and such, Josh. But I don't think it's limited to those big shops. I mean, even small shops have to include they're doing a session they have to include they got a camera on them still and if you're uncomfortable yeah. we're still going to do this for you at home and now it's an expectation so we'll I think see it opens we'll up see. i think that opens up more opportunities for those small shops though i mean where you could have you could have 25 different in a class as opposed to 15 because now you know if you if you have a small gym that only fits 15 people now you can have another 10 people coming from home so well, i, I um, think you're right on that there's a business model in there which sounds probably a lot like peloton but it, there's a business model of saying i just need a studio i don't mm -hmm. even need a rent uh i don't need a right. facility anymore i need a studio and i'll just do zoom classes so it, it's certainly there's a lot of money being thrown around in there planet fitness is opening 20 they opened 20 some new locations during the pandemic like so, there are there are people still wait in like on one that. city or like nationwide. Who cares? Nationwide. I'm pretty sure that's, that's like... nationwide. They're now opening 80 across Mexico. Like they are definitely not thinking they're going to lose this battle. I think they're taking Almost. advantage of some low real estate prices. <laughs> and for ten dollars a month, how could you go broke? Well. You can't if you just put a big box with a bunch of stuff in it, which is what every planet, and I don't mean that as an insult. I actually go to Planet Fitness myself, but it's a giant box with equipment in it. There's nothing else that goes on within then, there. Well, then you get to the, the best part of the gym for me is when you go, I like working out at home when I can, but you go to a gym, you get a people watch. And I think the people yeah. uh, trying to lift weights at Planet Fitness are in a league of their own. I'm sure there's <laughs> a channel that you can watch on gym fails uh, and people doing the wrong lifts and getting hurt, but acting like they're not. And like, where's where's the steam room? And they're like, there's no steam room. This is Planet Fitness. And you're like, damn it, my $10 a month. Where does it go? Yeah. What? Well, speaking of a league of their own, speaking of a league, I'm going to capitalize on one small sentence in there. He said a league of their own. They are in a league of their own. There uh, is, speaking of baseball movies, tonight, and this was actually really cool. Like, I know we joke about everything leading up to this, but this one, I'm, I'm excited about this. Uh, tonight is Major League Baseball and Fox's big night. It's in literally one hour and 16 minutes. This thing's been rumored for years. Mike, you mentioned it earlier. It was supposed to happen last year. But we are officially here. 
The White Sox will play the New York Yankees, Chicago White Sox will play the New York Yankees at 6.15 Chicago time tonight in what's the name? What starts with a D? What's the name of the Dyersville? Thank you. I lost it. Dyersville, Iowa. Uh, They've built a stadium. Um, Major League Baseball, Advanced Media and Populous, I think, joined forces to build this stadium. I don't know how much they spent to build it. If Um, you build it. They will bring a baseball game there. Yeah. So they put an 8,000-seat stadium in. Go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, they spent a lot of money because I, I was on the call, the, 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 the press conference call the other day for national media with uh, around the game. And, uh, and now I'm forgetting a name, but the, the guy that built the park was on. And he Ray also – No. Uh, no. Terrence the, Mann. He, no. So he had okay. built the stadium for last year, or they were in the process of it basically being yep. finished. But pandemic cancels it. So they pack it up. Then they had taken uh, the equipment that is moved around from the London games and all this stuff. And so it was, and then it all comes back and they had to rebuild the whole thing, resod the whole thing. I mean, it's not cheap. But I, I love it. I love it. And it was very interesting on this call. Like even these, you know, AJ Pierzynski who's calling the game on TV and Paul O'Neill, who's the Yankees broadcaster, like they couldn't they couldn't wait to get to Dyersville, Iowa, because they wanted to yeah. have a catch with their kids and go walking into the corn and take all the pictures. And I, I don't blame them. I feel the same way, but it was cool to see these guys who've kind of seen everything were like, yeah. Yeah, I'm jealous. Something I haven't done. Yeah, I saw I saw some cool pictures. You guys see Kevin Costner having a catch on the field earlier today. What's the over under on him throwing out the first pitch? By the way, oh, he's got zero, zero. (laughs) The under. It's it's, what are you going to call the under? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the under. Taking the under. Okay, (laughs) I take the over. I think he will too. Um, But it's wait, but that's what he's not throwing. Tough. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, so a couple interesting things from a business perspective. This is a White Sox home game. So the White Sox had to, and I, I just find this interesting. This is not, it's a White Sox home game on the schedule, but it's not a White Sox gate. It's not a White Sox revenue driver. It's not a White Sox anything. It's a Major League Baseball jewel event. So it's a Major League Baseball everything. How many so fans are they going to pick up from the broadcast alone, though? I'd give up well, a White Sox home game for that. That's why they do it, right? It's they do it for the national marketing bonus that comes with, uh, you know, playing this game and having your team be the first to do it, uh, which is I, I do think is pretty cool. 8,000 tickets. Um, I like that they waited. They waited to put the tickets on the market to try and limit the secondary market. And they fairly successfully did that. I think if if they released these tickets two months ago when they announced the game, the the, the secondary market would have these tickets would have been bought and resold 20 times and they'd be, you know, ten, twelve thousand dollars now. As it is, I think face was below five hundred. I do see that online now they're floating between the averages maybe twelve hundred, but I've seen some as high as four thousand. But again, it's a very short window and there there won't be time for many resales, which is good. So I like that because I you just don't want the fans, the only people to come to this to be the ones that can afford to pay four thousand dollars for a ticket. You want fun, to be fun, fun fact, 8,000 seats in the stadium. How many people are in the uh, the town of Dyersville? 4,000. 4,000. So, Is that right? Yep. You're good. All right. Thanks, good man. Good job. Uh, thank you. It was a nice guess. Uh, I did hear, though, and I don't know the details on it. There was a lottery 
to be able to buy the tickets the first time around. And I think the only people that were able to sort of just bypass that a little bit, and I don't even know how they did, was residents of Iowa had a chance. A certain number went to residents of Iowa, which I thought was good. And hopefully they didn't. And I think the first drawing was for, <clears throat> chunk was for Dyersville people, I think. They yeah, did something. It was a Dyersville or, or, specific. The, or the county. There was a story that on this call that uh, Dwyer, what's his last name, that he's he plays dad as the catch with uh, Ray slash uh, Costner in the movie of like, he had a piece of land in, in that area, maybe from the movie. I don't know, or this field of dreams whole uh, project. Thanks for but doing anyway. a lot of research for this story. Yeah, no, on. I, this is a, a U.S. swimmer. A U.S. swimmer. US swimmer. <laughs> Why? Three full circle. What more US don't you know? You could feel Why, US US what you don't know. I, I didn't, I, I, all I know is Dwyer has a piece of property, so he could submit to the lottery because he wanted to make sure he got it. I'm, I'm very excited so that he could put his name in for the lottery because he didn't oh, think nice. he'd get a ticket. Yeah. Isn't that probably a great story? Right. It is. 4,000 people in the town of Dyersville, only 9,500 in the whole state of Iowa. So Kermit, you, made the, you made the low population Iowa joke before I got to it. <laughs> I, oh. I take my I, I already took my hat off to you. I got to do one more because I'm from the Quad Cities. Okay, what's okay, the best, go. What's the best thing to come out of uh, Dyersville? What? Highway 20. <laughs> Get out of it. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> Nailed it. Well, speaking of dads and sons <laughs> playing catch, uh, as we move into the final rapid topics, as we head our way out of another successful, amazing Uniform Exchange podcast that ran long, uh, I saw something that made me think, well, well, it just was interesting. So I'm just going to share my screen here for a second. I had no idea a couple of things. One, that this dude, Tarzan, was the son of the guy in um, uh, the, 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 the math guy in uh, Goodwill Hunting. Did you have any idea that that was his father? Any clue at all? I mean, what? Where's this yeah. coming from? Yeah, what? dads and sons. What? I didn't um, know that was Tom Hanks's kid. Did you know that his was Tom name's Hanks? Colin yes. Hanks? I mean, right, I right. Didn't know it was his kid. Okay. I've seen him in a bunch of movies. Keep it going. I like where this is going. This is totally yeah, this is brilliant. Sense. Dennis Quaid. I didn't. So, have you guys seen The Boys, the TV show or yeah. the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't the TV, know I guess the series. Yeah, had no idea it was Dennis Quaid's son. No idea. This will be great for our listeners on the audio. Right. I feel like I, yeah, I, like I should have known. Common sense actors and their children. Let's go. <laughs> Melanie Griffith and Dakota Griffith slash Johnson. I should have. I feel like I should have known that was Don Johnson's daughter, and I didn't know that. So I just thought those were in, those were four of the ones when I saw today. I was like, those. I didn't. I no feel idea those like you kids. should know. I feel like you should know that when we're running over an hour, you don't need to do a, a segment like this. But yeah, you know, we're well, all we're all I'm learning. Still, you would we're, we're all learning Co- things. Colin Hanks in the credits after anything he does, his name is actually Colin Hanks. Parentheses Tom Hanks's son. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. He's going. He's going to go into litigation with his dad on that. His dad wrote that into his wrote that into yeah. his birth certificate. All right. Legally so real name. quick, before we get off here, let's real get quick. consensus. We're going to go around. One one person gets to name one movie that's in their top five baseball movies all time. We'll come up with a group all time top five, uh, and I'm going to go first so that I can go twice because you know I run the show. Um, I'm going to go easy and say Field of Dreams. 
Mm-hmm. You got a third of it. So now, go ahead. Okay. What's the next one? My next? Oh, oh, what next, is the Chris. order? What? You can go next, Chris. If you're ready, go next. What, the yeah, natural. Ready? Oh, the natural. See, that's the one, one that doesn't make my top five. Josh, that's what do you got? One. Oh, pick me. Um, The Sandlot. Yep, Easy that's mode. in my top five. You were Wait, are we, on, five? are we only doing baseball or is it all sports? Only baseball. Only Mighty baseball. Ducks. Oh, Mighty man. Ducks. <laughs> Uh, uh, do you guys remember Little Big League? It's like oh, sure. the the rookie, like that's cool. But Little Big League, that was such a fun one when I was a kid. You like that? That's the same. Okay. He was the kid in Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, too, wasn't he? And I'm embarrassed that that made the top five movies, baseball movies of all times. But okay, what Little Big League? Yeah, I've got a couple of those. I've seen that. That's a- um we'll go around we'll do eight since since we're going we're going b track over here with Little Big League. i just we're wanted to do something different minutes, you know oh uh, i like field of dreams too i second myers uh go back in the other direction mike you can name go go what's your what's number five? Oh my god um uh mr baseball or oh my god i love tom Selleck. <laughs> that's amazing mike Mike's got the best ones. There's no question. Those are my two favorite of these. these. Josh, what you got? That was 3000 with Bernie Mac. Is that the one you're going to say, Josh? Oh, that is honestly, rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Next week's show is going to be the dedication to Bernie Mac. Um, Uh, My roommate, Travis, was the pitcher at the start of that movie who threw the 3000 hit to Bernie Mac. Oh, you never, you never want to be, you will never want to be on the other end of that, you know, 3000 hit, but it's nice to go down in history. My, uh, in, in honor of the game tonight with the Yankees playing the White Sox, I'm gonna go with uh 61. That's a good one. That? I was gonna say that. That's a good one. Uh, I'm not Chris, gonna, I have I, two, so whichever one you don't say, I'll say the other. Oh, okay, and I, I have, have another two. one because you won't. Ooh. Bad News Bears, baby. Bad That's News Bears. One. Which one, the original or the one with uh, oh, what's the original? Face? Walter yeah. Matthau and Jody yeah. Foster, wasn't she in that? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, no, Christine right, McNichol. Sorry. All right, Mike sorry. Myers was going to say fever pitch, and he was going to tell the story about he met Drew Barrymore <laughs> once. We don't have 15 minutes, so thank you for uh, listening, watching. We'll catch you next week. This has been the Uniform Exchange. Follow us on Twitter. We have 16 followers. Eight men out. Eight men out's good. Eight men out's good. Fever pitch is the hey, worst. Roll credits. Roll credits. Just, I just want to say one more time. Fever pitch, worst movie of all time. Fever. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Bye.